What is up, my powerful person? Welcome to the Be Powerful Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Powell, and I am so grateful for you, my listener. Welcome to the third episode. Thank you so much for all of you who have listened to previous episodes and given me support and feedback. I really appreciate it. Um, If you like the show, please follow us on Spotify or Apple Music. And if you hear something in the show that impacts you, please do us a favor and share it with a friend or loved one. I need everyone's help to spread the Be Powerful message. All right. So I have a special guest here on this episode. My guest today is my good friend, Emma. She is the owner of an awesome coaching company called All True Health and Performance. She is a badass weightlifter. She's very compassionate and self-aware and enjoys painting, learning piano, and playing around outdoors in her free time. Today, we're going to talk about her journey of owning her slowdown era and becoming stronger in all aspects of her life, not just physically. Welcome, Emma Bond, to the Be Powerful Podcast. Hello. Good. I love that intro, the whole thing, especially playing outside. Right? We all love to play outside. I love that. Also, it's nice to see you. I feel like it's been a year. It's been a long time. Yeah. It has been a minute. Since, Since our business conference trip? Since our business conference trip, yeah. Yeah, so for the listener, um, me and Emma met at a coaching conference, a business coaching conference. I was feeling really introverted and anxious throughout the business conference, and I really didn't talk to anybody. I didn't, I was feeling really on just, I don't know, I was just having one of those, having one of those, uh, one of those days, you know? Mm-hmm you know, wasn't feeling like socializing much. And in my, in my heart, I really did want to get to know people there, but I just felt like this resistance. And that's something I'm working on in life is just not letting that resistance control me. But anyway, I, um, I ended up going out for dinner with, um, our good, like Karina, our good friend, shout out to Karina. What's up? If you're listening, (laughs) um, (laughs) Yeah, like she invited me and I remember I was literally, I was just like, you know what? I don't want to go. I'm just, I'm I'm not feeling social. I don't want to go. And then there was this huge, like, you know, push to go. And I did, right? And it was an amazing time. Um, I met you. I met, who else? I I don't even, I can't even remember. I think it was like Jen and Ian. Jen and Ian. Ian. Oh, yeah, yeah, Jen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, also, and you guys, go, go ahead. I was going to say, do you remember the actual experience, how chaotic and hilarious this experience was? Yes, I do. <laughs> I remember our waiter and how um, just ridiculously, how would you even describe, how would you describe her? She was very I feel like, like she was high. I definitely feel high. like she was high or not in this like world, this poor girl just like, kept messing up and I think we ordered which I never knew was a word ramblers right rambla a rambla no I was I was at this uh event the other day and I was filling up a cooler of ramblers so for the listener if you're in if you're in Texas I don't know if I don't know if they have them everywhere but I know in Texas rambler is a type of sparkling water yeah, so we had an experience with Ramblers where, <laughs> oh my God, I don't even know, like we got, they were like $11 each, weren't they, or something like that? Yeah, it was something chaotic, and I've never heard the term Rambler before because I'm from the Northeast. I'm like, what is a Rambler? But I just remember us having so much fun, us laughing, and I'm glad you came. I was like, you know what, this dude's different. This dude's cool. You could just tell from, <laughs> from your vibe, your style, so... I was oh, glad yeah. you came. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, we got charged like I think a rambler was just like a sparkling water, and we got charged like we got charged for like six of them, <laughs> and and nobody even ordered a rambler. No, nobody even ordered one. <laughs> I just oh, remember being was, chaos. <laughs> yeah, she was she was a mess for sure. 
All right. Anyway, um, let's get into it, shall we? Let's do it. All right. So first thing that I want to ask you is if you could start by introducing yourself, sharing a little bit about your journey and experiences that led you to embrace the idea of owning your slowdown era. Yes, let's do it. So I feel like for me, it's important to take you through like my whole journey. So I'm going to do just that. And there might be like certain spots I have to like fix over, um, harp over and whatnot, but we're going to get there. So anyway, going back to growing up, like I grew up in a very artistic, creative household. Both of my parents were artists. My brothers were artists. Um, we would just constantly be drawing, painting. I was never an athlete, right? My parents didn't really push that either. Looking back on it now, like painting was definitely how I expressed my emotions. Like I, I remember going home and looking at my old artwork and one of them was like me holding up a mirror with like tears down my face. There was one giant like oil painting I did of this skull getting its brains blown out that got taken down from the school. Like it was very intense emotional artwork. And growing up, I just always, maybe you can relate to this, but I just always felt different. Like growing up, a lot of people were athletes. A lot of people had wealthy families. I just always felt weird. And maybe that was because I was a sensitive child. So just not knowing how to communicate and feeling that way, I developed bulimia and I had this period of time in high school and I just remember absolutely hating my body, like looking at it and just saying the nastiest words to myself, self-harming. I just felt like I was in this pit that I could never, ever, ever get out of. I remember like my friend around like, uh, let's say like early college years, he got me into weightlifting. And for the first time ever, because, you know, when you first start, all, your whole goal is to just burn as many calories as possible. You just want to become as small as possible. I wanted a thigh gap. Right. I wanted all of those toxic things. Mm -hmm. So for the first time ever, I was like, whoa, okay, my goal now, and it was like literally a light bulb moment. And, you know, my behaviors with bulimia started to really diminish better than any therapy has done. And so I was like, hey. I want to grow. Like I want to become stronger. I don't want to be this smaller version of myself. I want to grow. And so that really led into me getting into fitness. I didn't have a coach back then. I feel like not a lot of people had coaches back then, especially online coaches weren't really a thing. So I was tackling right. it on my own. And then about, let's say three, four years. Um, and this was like, as soon as I started lifting, I was there like five days a week. My motivation was high. My consistency was there. I say now like lifting is my medicine right it's something that keeps me sane it's something that grounds me so anyway fast forward about four years um and i remember stepping foot in a crossfit gym being absolutely terrified but to me like hey this this terrified feeling is eventually going to help me grow and what i love right. so much about crossfit and a lot of people bash it and i get why but crossfit is very focused on performance over your physique so you're so accepted there there's there's not even mirrors in a crossfit gym right you don't know what yeah. you look like there's so many different movements to focus on and pr in and grow and so i loved it so much that i eventually became a coach i eventually became a pt right i eventually got my nutrition certification and more certifications and so i was in it like everything i did i lived i breathed i thought about crossfit all the time I was, I was on the competitive CrossFit team. We were training two plus hours a, a day, five days a week. My goal was to literally just get as strong as possible. Um, so throughout that time, and let's say this was, this was around maybe three years ago and like the start of my business or even a little bit before, um, I was like starting a business. I was running a meal prep. I was working at the CrossFit gym. I was training really intensely. I was tracking my macros every single day to the T. I was just doing a lot, doing a lot. But throughout this time, and again, maybe you can relate to this, and I feel like this is what's really inspired me to where I am today. I still didn't feel whole. I would wake up every day and I would have anxiety. I would have butterflies in my stomach. I would look at what's called the leaderboard and CrossFit to see how everyone performs. Again, so much anxiety, like holding myself to this insanely high standard. I'm never going to make it to the games. Like, why am I kind of taking this so, so seriously? 
Um, I, my gut health was a wreck. My bowel movements were a wreck. Like I would eat certain foods, just so many foods would cause me so much distress and pain. Um, I had a lot of feelings of like needing to be in control of situations, not being able to be present, having codependency, again, just not feeling like myself. I'm like, what's happening here? I'm, I'm getting so physically strong, but I just don't, I don't feel strong. Right. I feel like I have this wall up. I feel like I can't really let people in. I, I had such a hard time expressing my emotions and talking and communicating despite going to therapy, right. Despite doing that work. And so fast forward a little bit more, I ended, I entered a relationship where for the first time ever, you know, who's, who's now my fiance is a very, had a very grounding masculine energy. And he really helped me and encouraged me to communicate, to communicate my feelings and my thoughts. Let's fast forward a little bit more to around eight, eight months or so, I started learning more about feminine and masculine energy. And this was a huge pivot for me because I can make, you know, when you find out something, right. And you're like, mind blown. That makes so much sense. Like my whole life is like, Oh, okay. That's why I was dysregulated. That's why I felt this way. So it makes so much sense. I grew up in this very, very feminine household and that's not a bad thing, right? Both my parents were their feelers, their empaths, their creatives, but there wasn't as much structure. And so as soon as I went off on my own, I'm like, I like masculine energy, very doing feminine, very being. So I'm like, Hey, I just got to do, I got to build, I got to build myself. I got to build this business. I got to show people that I can do something that I'm an athlete. I'm not just this art kid, fuck art, right? I'm pushing that to the side. (laughs) (laughs) And I would be in relationships with very like feminine men. And I'm not saying they're like, you know, you know what I mean? We're talking about energy here. Yeah. So for the first time, then I was like, whoa, okay. So I was in these extremes. And so that allowed me to say, hey, how can I tap into more of that feminine energy? And there was definitely resistance because I felt like being like more feminine meant wearing more dresses and being more curly. And like, I'm just not a girly girl. Like, I don't I don't love to put on makeup. I don't really love to do my hair. You know, I don't really love to wear dresses. And it was all about that energy. So I started adding in more of that side. I started taking and learning how to play piano. I took painting classes. I finally got back into painting and drawing. I've done way more journaling. I've become way better at communicating um, my thoughts, my feelings. And I am at this point now where I just feel so much more like myself. And I had this moment where this was just a couple weeks ago, because when you're going through a transition phase like this, I call it the purge sometimes. It's like Mm -hmm. you have these episodes of just intense emotions and crying right it's like that somatic release and so I was painting I remember like just all these thoughts and words coming to my head it was like Emma this is what you're missing like you needed this like this is you you're an artist you're a natural artist and you push that aside to try and be something else and you can be this person now that can do both like how many artists do you know that also can be athletes and also can be strong and also can be leaders right and have that healthy balance of the two so that's kind of my story there's a lot of like things within that that we could chat more about but i thought that all those pieces were kind of important to to where i am now yeah no absolutely i i really appreciate you sharing all that and the uh i mean i would say the the time that you're talking about when you were painting and you had a somatic release and you were crying and stuff that's like kind of what led to us doing this podcast, you know, mm-hmm. was I saw that on your story and I was like, holy shit, that's yeah. fucking powerful. Yeah. Be powerful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like that, that is powerful, you know? And I was like, wow, I can, I can really relate to that. I actually even teared up a little bit and like, I am somebody who is normally very emotional. Like I actually am very emotional. I cry all the time but I've been on antidepressants for like five years Mm -hmm. and it's changed me. Like it's, it's numbed me and, and it does help that I don't have these emotional outbursts and stuff. But honestly, like those emotional outbursts happen for a reason and Mm -hmm. we need those and that's how we grow. Going back to you talking about when you were growing up and stuff and feeling just like that you don't belong in your own skin and and just Mm -hmm. feeling like 
anxious and different and just uncomfortable, whatever, like for whatever reason, I would just wake up and I'm just not okay, you know, and I'm, I didn't know why. I, you know, similar to you with bulimia and working out and stuff, like I, you know, started doing drugs. And then I found working out when I was 17. I also, I mean, I, I tried heroin and I, and I started working out at 17 years old. And that, those were the two things that I was like, oh, these are going to be my solution, you know? And it was a battle between the two and like with working out and stuff, I did the same thing. I got super fucking into it. It was just crazy intense with it on all, all the supplements. I was gaining this confidence and I was feeling better about myself. I was at least working towards fixing so i thought this like negative body image that i had and like there were there were great aspects of it but then there was also like exactly what you're saying like the gut health issues and the still anxiety still depression still feeling like you're just like burning the candle at both ends and and not like not really truly i don't even know you know like it's weird because I was I was growing, you know, I, yeah. I I was improving, but at the same time, like I I was feeling stuck, you know, I was feeling stuck and almost like almost like obsessive about yeah. working out to the point yeah. that it made my life like unmanageable because I was like, no, I'm not gonna go do that fun thing that involves, you know playing in the in the yard like no yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna foam roll or i'm gonna read about you know working out or i'm gonna stretch or i'm gonna work out you know <laughs> like um and it just became this like comfort mechanism thing almost where like i'm going to the gym to like be okay in my own skin also to like try to step out of my comfort zone but then not stepping out of my comfort zone and putting a wall up and not letting anyone in and not socializing, but just like headphones in I'm working out and like, I'm, I'm managing, I'm feeling better, but there's something missing, you know, there's totally something missing. So yeah, I guess we could, we could kind of go into what, what was missing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm so happy we're talking about this because I feel like so many people can relate to this and we all have very similar journeys where, like you said, I I wrote it down because you said comfort mechanism and it's so true. It's like, this gives us something to focus on to get stronger, but it's almost like a false sense of like safety and strong. And I I remember writing this right in that poem I, I wrote while I was painting. It was like, it, it I just look strong, right? It was just like, I built this person to look strong, but deep down inside, like mm. I was so afraid to rest and play and like do the things that really make me happy because they're not quote unquote productive. And I, and I see this a lot, um, but I don't want to get too sidetracked. So repeat your question again. <laughs> um, what was missing? Like, what yeah. were you seeking? Like with with working out and with doing mm-hmm. things that are helping you to become more in touch with yourself, like what were you seeking there that that you now have found, but you weren't finding it because your life was like unmanageable because of how just obsessed you were with self image and fitness and product productivity and all those things. Yeah, that's a great question. I think there's definitely like many facets to it. I think for one is that I wanted to be known as somebody, right? I think we all have that innate like feeling of I want to be known as somebody. So I was just in build mode, like build, 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 constantly doing something. I was really missing that past self that like would be in that being mode. Um, Again, my parents are so, I say they're almost like monks, like they're the most quiet, patient people you could ever meet and for me the little rebel inside the youngest kid I'm like well fuck that right I want to be like them I want to be like on top of here I want to be this badass like CEO like that means you can't get anywhere 
Um, but I just didn't understand that was there, that there was that balance. So I really think for me, my being comes through, through art. And I think that's what I was really missing because even back then, like I still some, sometimes went to museums or when I would go visit my parents, we would go to museums and I would just feel so much peace, but I would go back home and just go back to like building a business and, and building myself. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's pretty common to like, just especially i don't know in the last couple years like the grind culture was just so mm-hmm. popular with you know everybody getting on to social media and starting businesses and like yeah oh my god we can post pictures and videos of our life and we can become famous fuck yeah let's do it you know and yeah. just like just getting after it with you know trying to be somebody with maybe you can relate to this with with hopes of like once i become that person that i'm trying to become through all this grinding then i'll be happy then i'll then i'll then i'll be present then i'll then i'll learn how to how to love more how to hold space for people how to be you know just more grateful and all these things yeah for me it's that's what i've struggled with for a long time is like well, I'm not where I want to be yet, but like once I get there, then I'll have all of those characteristics of that person that yeah. I'm trying to trying to become, you know, when really it's like we have to be it now, you know, yeah. we have to learn how to live now. We have to learn how to experience now and allow time for self-reflection and self-care and quality time with our relationships and our lives and all of that stuff, you know, in addition to also building your business, also, you know, grinding and creating and, and doing things. Yeah. But it's like, if, if all you're doing is, is, you know, trying to become something, then you really just get totally worn out and, it's almost like you don't make time for, you know, you're living in this, like this anxious kind of stress, Mm -hmm. like you're just holding on to everything. Like, Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get, you know, and it's like, just let go and realize that, I mean, all we have is time and you know, the, the time that you put into taking better care of yourself is actually going to, increase productivity in other areas of your life. It's going to get you more in touch with your purpose and get you more in touch with like the flow of the universe. I talked about this in my first podcast episode with my buddy, Justin, and we were talking about how the more things that you do to create presence, dancing, you know, meditating, uh, working out, drawing, singing, playing an an instrument, running around in the grass, whatever, all these different things, they put you in presence. Mm -hmm. And the more present you become, the more in touch with the flow of the universe that you are and the more that you can just breathe and trust and, and allow things to happen in your life instead of like gripping your fists, like I'm going to create everything. I'm going to do it. It's like, no, dude, let go and let God, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and two things I want to say to that. One is, um, I don't know if you've ever read this book uh, by Eckhart Tolle, it's The Power of Now. I remember oh, yeah. reading that book, let's say maybe like eight years ago, and I didn't even know that I was not present. Does that make sense? Like I yeah. read that book and I'm like, what is this? Like, what is this untapped yeah, like size? foreign language. Yeah. And so I'm like, I, I just think every day, how many people don't know what it feels like to be fully present? How many people are so in their head 24 seven in going, going, going mode. And I know my fiance, for example, we're very different in the sense that I could just tune out, right. I could just go black mode. Like in my head, I could just like be fully present and he's just always in thinking mode. Um, so if anyone's ne- never read that book, definitely like a good start there. Um, But I also, I also want to say when you're in doing mode, you're 
this goes back to you saying that social media, which I think is really important to bring up. When you're in doing mode, you're, I find that you're always trying to strive for something that somebody else is doing. You're trying to be this person, or you're trying to be this person, or you're trying to be all these different people. And your message becomes very mixed. It becomes, uh, you become very dysregulated in the sense of like, I don't know what I want. I feel like I'm not as good as this person because they're owning it or this person's doing it better. But when you're able to be and be present, you get to understand who you are and you get to understand that you have like you, for example, Brian, you have this incredible gift and this incredible experience that nobody else has. But if you never went into that mode, you'd always be like, well, I want to try and be like this person and this person and, and they're doing this. So maybe I should try and chase this. But when you're in that being, you understand your values, you understand what truly you want. And for me, yeah, who doesn't like money, right? But I don't need insane amounts of money to be happy. I just want a nice home, a comfortable home. I want a life that I can uh, play. I want to be able to invest in coaches constantly, right? So you're able to really clearly define your values and set those boundaries for yourself. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Like all we really want is like, innate human desire is just to feel safe to feel comfortable to be present and to like experience to our fullest Mm -hmm. because we all know like what lies underneath the surface in all of us and it's just unlimited energy and presence and just awesomeness you know yeah for so for so much of my life I mean, I'm 30 years old and I'm just now figuring out what presence means. Yeah, big time. And that's like, that's wild to think about. But it's also, it's beautiful because it's like, we're now finally getting all the answers that we've always looked for. Like, I'm sure you can relate to this, but I finally feel so good in my own skin. Like, I'm like, I am now going to be able to become the person that I want to become because I've learned how I am learning how to be present. I'm allowing myself to be present and to experience and to step out of my comfort zone and face my fears and not listen to that fucking bullshit voice that's going on in your head. And I, I feel like the more that you get used to, like I did breath work today for 30 minutes. I hadn't done breath work in a couple days and that's not normal for me for like this last six months i've been pretty damn good with it Mm -hmm. and not doing my breath work also coincided with eating more sugar and for so then i was i was more anxious i was more Mm -hmm. in my head my self-doubt was coming on stronger i was having these thoughts again of like oh you're not good enough like you're you know, whatever you're, yeah. I, I don't even like to say it anymore. You know, yeah. I, don't, I, yeah. I catch myself. Like I'm not even saying those things anymore. The more present that I become, the more I'm able to turn down that inner chatter. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I, and I yeah. And I think it's so important that you say that because I always thought like journaling, meditation, like that's not productive. Like, can I just get on with my day? But if somebody were to just listen to your experience, think about how productive that actually is, right? And you notice the effects. And I see this all the time with my clients when they don't make space to just be or don't make space to play. They're always in this constant go, go, go state, right? They're, they're anxious. They're upset. They, they, they're not able to set boundaries. Their relationships start to crumble, right? They start to, to like hate their jobs and they want to like, they're just reaching a point of complete burnout. So it is actually the most productive thing that you can do for yourself. And it really does. Like it helps with your productivity. You're so much more creative. Um, for me, setting aside time to, if I, for example, if I want to have time to like play piano or draw, I'm like, hey, I have to make that time. So that means in this six hours or seven hours that I'm going to work, I'm going to be so focused and so in so I can have that time to really play. So it can kind of like put, um, give you that extra bit of like productivity and presence in your work too. Yeah. 
Yeah. And another thing I think is important to mention is like, you have to be really honest with yourself about like, mm-hmm. if you're not, if you're like, you say, like, if you tell yourself like, Oh, I'm not going to do my meditation today, or I'm not going to do my morning routine today because I don't have time. And that mm-hmm. sometimes happens. Like we're human. Yeah. That totally happens all the time. But for you to say like, I'll catch myself saying like, oh yeah, I don't have time to do, to do that. And then instead I jump on my phone and I'm dicking mm-hmm. around on social media or I'm doing something else that's just really not as productive as breathwork could be, you know, mm-hmm. because that could change the whole course of your day, you know? So for the listener, I would recommend if you've never tried breathwork, just start giving it a try and just mm-hmm. do it for five or 10 minutes a day and just see how you feel see how your day changes listen to what your thoughts sound like on days that you do breath work and days that you don't and just compare it and you know emma and i are saying it's become a non-negotiable because of the it's a huge asset because of the return um that we get from it yeah yeah and, and i'll say this so I'm big into journaling. I've had like piles of journals are so fun, by the way, if you journal to look back, like one of the main reasons I love journey, I'm like, I wish I kept all my diaries as a kid. Oh my gosh, though, it would have been like so fun and embarrassing to read. But my journals take me through my past breakup, my new relationship, literally manifesting my fiance to a T, which is like blows my mind, takes me through hardships in my business you know, my slowdown era. So it's so cool to reread your story because that in itself gives you a lot of confidence. But one thing I do in the morning is I'll just sit, you know, I'll close my eyes and I'll just ask myself, what do I need today? And then all these words will come to my head, right? It's like you're, we, I think we're so quick to ask coach and a friend and a family member, like, what am I supposed to do? What do I need? You and only you have all the answers and you have the best answers. And I coach people and sometimes I'm like, hey, I want you to ask yourself before you ask me because you're gonna know better than I do. Um, So I'll ask myself, what do I need? And then every day is different. Some days I need more creative time. Some days I need less social media. I am very like um, impacted by my environment. So a lot of the times I'll need quiet environment or a coffee shop, I might need more stimulation. And then I'll ask myself, what do I not need today, right? Maybe, again, loud music. It's such a powerful question, and it could set the pace, and it grounds you, and it sets your boundaries. For example, let's say I have a day filled with sales calls, right? As an empath and an introvert, those can be kind of draining. Mm. Um, So I'll make sure that I have some time at the end of the day to just rest, right? Fill up my cup. I'll make sure I don't have a lot of chores or dishes, or I'll ask for help with the dishes. So if you don't know where to start with journaling or even meditation, you know, have little prompts for yourself. Um, and it's going to force you to go within because that's where you're always going to get the best answers. Mm, I love that. That's powerful. Good one. <laughs> yeah, that is. Yeah, that's really good. It, it leads me back to just like the Bible where it says, yeah. you know, ask and you shall receive. And it's just like, it's that simple. It's that it is. simple. And you have to get like people that are like, you know, oh, I don't believe it. I don't have any faith. I don't believe in God or whatever. It's it's not about God. It's mm-hmm. about just like we are living in these, you know, machines that are like we're just energy and we create like our words create vibration. Like I'm listening to my voice vibrate right now. It's like I'm creating you know, with my voice, <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. ask your inner self for support and, and all the things that you need. It's like, you're more likely to get those things, right? Like, mm-hmm. what do you, what do you have to lose as far as, you know, it's like, people are like, oh, well, I don't believe in that. It's like, well, what do you have to lose? Like, just try, yeah. it, you know, try it, try thinking, like, try just thinking about what you want in this life or try changing the way that you talk to yourself, try doing positive uh, affirmations and gratitude and just see what happens, you know, just see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think too, and you might've found this like coaching your clients is maybe not right. Cause we have different clientele, but 
Um, some people definitely feel silly doing that. Uh, they oh. feel like it's not like the affirmations. I've had my clients like, oh, that's uncomfortable. But again, the words that you speak to yourself, like you said, right, they they come true. And so if you're yeah. going to constantly put yourself down, not only is that an actual stressor to your body, right, your body doesn't know the difference between like what's in reality and what's up here. But also those words are going to start to become true. If I, every day I started to call myself fat and fat and fat and you're fat and you're ugly, right? I would mm. just stop. I would stop taking care of myself. And chances are I would become that person. If I right. spoke into existence, you know, I am going to become stronger. I'm going to become leaner. I'm going to love, I love what I see already, right? That's also going to come true. But I think it kind of takes a progression of doing that and speaking that, but it's going to feel weird. It's going to feel awkward. It's going to feel silly, but I promise you as you do it and you do it more with journaling and affirmations, it'll start to just become part of, part of your, your normal life. Yeah. Yeah. That it reminds me of this book and I can't remember what the name of it is. I wish I could, but the title is something about loving yourself. They say in the book to like one of the, one of the suggestions is, to look in the mirror for two minutes each day and just say, I love, just look, look yourself in the eyes and just say, I love you over and I over and over and over again for two minutes. And it's extraordinarily uncomfortable. Oh yeah. Like, two minutes a long time. <laughs> yeah. It's, ter it's terribly uncomfortable, but that shit's powerful. It works. And yeah, you were saying, um, maybe I haven't worked with clients that think that, that stuff's weird. I work with only people that, that are that are that think that shit is so uncomfortable and weird and they're skeptics and yeah. they're so complicated to get to try new woo-woo type things, you know. If people could just you know, just do some of these, you know, just do some of these things and not be so skeptical and just like for me, it's like I got to this point where I'm just like, dude, I'll do anything. Like if mm -hmm. you want me to freaking, yes, I don't even know, you know, I'll do it. I will fucking yeah. do it. I'm desperate to feel better in my skin and to, to live this life that I know I'm meant for and to not fucking die as a result of my internal condition. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like what I think part of it is just embracing it's going to feel weird and saying, hey, like I'm somebody who again, in the past, maybe this wasn't the best, I'm just going to go all in. So yeah. with the slowdown era, I'm like, what do I have to lose? Like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to be this wishy-washy person that pretends to do these things and it's not really helping. And I'm still in the same exact spot where I am. I'm like, I'm going to commit. I'm going to start working out a little bit less. I'm going to set hard boundaries for myself. I'm going to explore with art again. I'm going to get out my inner child. Like, I'm really going to own this. I'm going to talk about it more, right? I think as coaches, we love to also be like our own little scientist. I coach best by being like one of my core values is embodiment and like embodying what I'm teaching. Um, yeah. But like you said, it's just having that can do attitude. There's absolutely nothing. I can't think of one thing for you to lose. If you were to stand in the mirror and say nice words for yourself, like, can you think of one thing? <laughs> <laughs> right. It's yeah, it's a no brainer people have to get really honest with themselves, you know, like, mm -hmm. where am I really putting my time? And am I lying to myself when I say I don't have time? Mm, yeah. I hate that. Pretty much. I hate that. I, yeah. I would say are what you prioritize. And maybe we can yeah. harp on social media a little bit, because I think that's a big killer. If you're trying to go into this, like transition or phase, that's something that definitely yeah. definitely can stall your progress i'm sure you have a lot to say to that and we can go back and forth on that all day yeah i mean for me like i've noticed something that i've been really in touch with lately like being somebody that does seek feelings and just chasing a feeling social media food nicotine was i just stopped using nicotine i've haven't touched any nicotine for eight weeks. And I'm Damn, very, Brian, let's go. Very, very proud of that. <laughs> yeah, I'm literally never going to touch nicotine again because it's that easy to just go back to. Mm -hmm. And it's something I've dabbled with for like 15 years. And I'm just like, I'm done. 
I'm not, mm-hmm. this does not serve me at all. But yeah, the dopamine hits from social media, from sugar, from caffeine, from nicotine, from pornography, you know, like literally everything, yeah. like it's everything, you know, getting better about like porn and not doing nicotine anymore and eating more healthy. I've been doing fasting and stuff because my gut is kind of fucked up from a lot of just, you know, years of, of not paying attention to any of that stuff. Having more self-control, I'm, I'm, I'm realize I'm like whittling it all down to like social media and realizing yeah. that like social media is still my biggest fucking vice. It's crazy because yeah, I want to express myself and I want to show my life and I want to influence people, but I don't want to not be able to do all the things that I need to do to fill my own cup and to take better care of myself so that I can continue to do the things that I'm doing on social media. Yeah, I would say if we didn't, I hate to even say have to, um, need to, whatever we want to say, it's just so pivotal for our our job, right? So I I can see a lot of value in it and I made incredible connections, but if it weren't for my job, I don't think I would be barely on social media. It is just, you just don't feel great about yourself, right? You you scroll and you're like, oh, you just, you leave just not feeling great about yourself. It's almost Mm. like, reality TV, I'm like, oh, it's just such a great way to turn off my brain, shut my brain. But after I physically feel icky, I'm mm-hmm. like, like, I just wasted all this time, like it, with this just chaos and this weird fakeness. And it's just, yeah. it's not something that's aligned. So I think having boundaries for social media is so important. I remember back, back in my day, following people that were lean, fit, had the best bodies ever. I'm like, this is going to give me motivation, right? We follow probably people on social media and like, oh, you know, I'm going to scroll, get some creative creativity, motivation. I leave with zero ideas or an idea where I'm just literally copying somebody else. And you're like, right. And it goes back to shutting off your mind and just asking yourself, what do I need? Like when I go to yoga, yin yoga, there's like half of it is yoga nidra. So you're just laying there. I'll take a gummy. I'll take a gummy before. And I used to be really resistant because I'm like, hey, don't think, right? Just shut off your brain. But now I'm like, hey, I had the best thoughts ever. So I'm actually going to just tap in and ask myself questions. And I have just such amazing pivotal moments where I'm like, wow, I would have never thought of this. I never would have never scrolled upon this on social media because it's so me and it's so different. So yeah, social media can be a really really hard place to be if you're trying to learn more about yourself i think yeah yeah that's a good point like Mm -hmm. it's an amazing tool honestly like my life transformed ever since instagram because i've literally met so many great people like it's crazy how many how many connections there's people that i've met on social media just from random like universal synchronicities you know like where they you know we've connected and and we're friends and like like we don't even know each other in person but we're like best friends online and like i'll facetime with these people and talk to yeah all the time you know all the time have deep relationships with people that i've never even met before and that's like that's super cool and all the people even in austin that i've met as a result of social media like oh yeah i've seen you on social media let's meet up in person you know yeah i think getting into the the right flow and by using you know different modalities of of mm-hmm. presence and self-care in your life and then implementing that into your social media practice so to speak you know mm-hmm. it's like you can you can um you can be more what's the word i'm looking for i don't know but a thought just came to me when you said that i was like you're so right I feel like social media is an amazing tool for connection, but it should not be used for comparison because you Ooh. can quickly go down that route. So when you have an intention like, hey, I'm going to go to hype up my friends and see what my friends are up to, right? And comment and support them and share my knowledge. And then you come off, great, right? But if you're yes. on there and you're scrolling and you're like, why can't I be like this? Why is this person making more money? Why is this person leaner? Then it can become very toxic. So use it to connect and support other people. And I think that can really create a healthy balance there. Yeah. Yeah. I think the word I was looking for was like intentional. Like it, yeah, can be, that's it. it has to be, it has to be intentional 
and you have to have boundaries and you have to set limits and you have to be present while you're doing it mm. and realize what am I doing right now? Am I just staring at all these people and comparing myself or wow. am I, am I supporting them? Am I sending them love and am I encouraging them on their journey? Am I, am I embodying their energy? If it's a good, you know, if, if it's good energy, you know, it, yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother rabbit hole. But yes, like for people who are putting out good stuff on social media, yeah, just, just like feeling that energy and stuff and, and being excited for people who are growing on social media and stuff like that, but not just constantly comparing yourself and putting yourself down and losing yourself. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love that word present too. We could so easily, you ever work and you pick up your phone and you're like, just scrolling. And then I'll be like, what oh, am yeah. I doing? Like that just took, I was like in the, I was like doing so well with work and I decided to pick up my phone. It really is addicting. So keeping it far away, like understanding that it's addicting and you're like becoming aware when you're doing those behaviors is, is really helpful. Yeah. yeah. It's made to draw, like all of technology is literally made to draw us in all the different you know, notifications and the icons and the graphics and the sounds and the fucking, you know, all of it. It's all rigged to bring us in and take over, you know, and that's, that's scary. It is scary. I mean, we were just talking about this, but I live on do not disturb. I have it all, unless I'm expecting a call from somebody, it's on all the time. And I'm not a huge phone talker. So I'll get a lot of missed calls. I remember my sister-in-law was like, Hey, my mom called you yesterday. Congratulate you on getting engaged. And I'm like, sorry, I just never have it on. But it is yeah. so helpful for my mental health because I don't see the million notifications that pop up. I don't see things that aren't even important, right? That are going to suck my energy and drain my energy and distract me. And so if you get anything out of this podcast, put your phone on to disturb. Right. And do some breath work and <laughs> go on social media intentionally. Yes, so that leads to this next question, which is how do you balance the need for productivity with the importance of rest and reflection in your own life? Yeah, that's a great question. I think one is like setting your boundaries. So when you're in work mode, you're in work mode, right? When you're not in work mode, you're not in work mode. You don't, especially being a business owner, when I'm not working, I make it very clear I'm not thinking about work unless I'm having a conversation but when I'm in work, I'm in work. Um, morning and nighttime routine are really, really impactful. I find a morning routine being a little bit more grounding, um, but a nighttime routine can be a really good place for reflection. So waking up at a similar time and having just a whatever makes you feel calm. So everyone's routine is going to look a little different, right? We work from home. It's a little bit easier to manage. But I found something that's really helpful for me when I'm not working is to physically move slower. Uh, maybe you can relate to this. I'm the type of person, like everything's a competition. My parents would always make fun of me. They're like, you're always stomping your feet. You're slamming cabinets. It's like, you're going Dude, hiking. And I'm like, I'm like this person, you're going through a grocery store. It's like, is this person okay? Like, are they, are they, do they have to be somewhere in five minutes? Like everything was like a competition for me. So anytime I'm aware of that, I'm like, whoa, just slow down. And it, it's crazy because cleaning becomes more enjoyable. Grocery shopping becomes more enjoyable because you're literally just moving slower, right? You're calming down. It becomes something that's more of an act of self-care. So when you wake up, move slowly, like take your time, like brush your teeth, do some self-care, wash your face, make yourself a nice meal, right? Have a nice, for me, hour, hour and a half buffer. That's where I'll do journaling and I'll ask myself again, what do I need today? Or my intention for the day is, and that usually will go into like a nice little session. Let's say I'm inside, like I'm journaling and things are moving well, I'll continue, right? I don't have a hard time limit. I make sure I don't have a time limit. Like I don't have a hard start to the day. Um, again, if you do have a hard start to the day, maybe you have a little bit more, um, just like differences in the morning. Um, and then when I get to work, again, keeping phone away, being very aware of when I touch it, I'm not perfect, it happens, trying to be as productive as possible. 
And like we talked about before, if I'm telling myself, hey, you know, I want to be done at five so I can, like, I want to make sure I'm, I have things to do. So it's not as easy to push that like timeline a little bit further. Um, then I find I'm a lot more productive. And then for me, like what's been really helpful with work is to, because we talk with a lot of people every day, is to just listen like i'm still kind of in being mode right i'm listening to my clients a lot more i'm trying to understand them when i'm on calls instead of thinking about what am i going to ask after this or what am i going to say how am i going to respond i'm like let me just listen to this person and you'd be surprised like your questions just come straight forward if anyone's listening and they have to do sales calls don't have a script, like know your structure in your head, know kind of some tactics and how to respond. But the best sales calls are when I just go in and I listen and I ask questions. So I really try to bring that also into my work. Did that answer your question? Yeah, for sure. That's huge. Uh, what you say about slowing down one, mm -hmm. I've always been a very like speedy, like just oh yeah, dis disor disoriented. Like people are chaotic, like, people right? that have, yeah, oh yeah, people that have lived with me, they're like, dude, you're like, you have a problem. Like you need to <laughs> slow the fuck down, stomping my feet, slamming doors and shit, and like moving super fast. I've got my shirt off. I'm sweating. I've got my headphones in. I'm fucking making a meal. Like doing three things at one like, time. Yeah. Oh yeah, doing so much at once and then i'll make some stupid mistake like i'll spill my coffee or something or i'll mm -hmm. you know fucking whatever and Eat the stove on. exactly yes exactly great point yeah do something that's like could be detrimental to people around me <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. yeah just putting, burn the whole house down yeah putting, <laughs> oh, putting, somebody else, putting somebody else in danger as a result yeah. of my own like scarcity mindset of like i don't have enough time i need yeah. to and yeah what you're saying also about slowing down and listening like i can relate to that so much like always feeling like i need to have the answer or i need mm -hmm. to say what i say and i struggle with this on the podcast too it's like yeah. i have to make sure like in my head what i say is it is it is it enough? Is it impacting people? Is it, yeah. you know, and that's a scarcity mindset of like, oh, I have to make sure that I have this answer. It's like, no, you don't. You can mm -hmm. just chill and just breathe and just listen. And then whatever you need to say is just going to naturally come in a beautiful, organic way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you do a great job of that. But yeah, we can be our own worst critic. But mm -hmm. I've totally been there. And I, I, for pretty much all my life, I was always like labeled myself as an introvert, a hardcore introvert. But I find that when I just go into like meeting new people with the intention of just listening, oh my gosh, it takes so much pressure and anxiety off my plate. I'm like, all I have to do is just listen. Like, I don't need to have questions. I don't need to even have, you know, like preparing yeah. i'm sure same thing with your podcast you're like okay let me prepare for this like meeting with this friend that i'm meeting for the first time what am i going to ask it's going to be so awkward i'm awkward it's like no just go in and listen to the person people love to talk about themselves just ask yeah. people questions and they will love you they will yeah. love you <laughs> that's huge is is just talk about everyone likes to talk about themselves so okay. just just hold that space and yep. let the other person talk about themselves that's another thing that's all all in line with presence you know it's like yeah. the more present you can become through doing your daily disciplines it's like you're going to show up better in all areas of life if i'm in this you know anxious frantic like you know just whatever state and then i go and i you know i'm connecting with somebody i'm going to be anxious i'm going to be thinking about things too much and it's like if i just walk up and meet this person and you know i'm just breathing and i'm soft yeah, and yeah. slow and just like yeah just just totally present it's like it's crazy the type of energy that the uh the connection between two people is just so much more relaxed i guess yeah yeah and and to be honest people 
people really like that energy. I spe- I think especially in this day and age, like it's hard to come by. And, and I wrote, I changed my Instagram, but I had this thought in yoga again. I was like, you can be gentle and strong. Like you can be both of those things. And I think mm-hmm. for so long, I was like, I want to be gentle. Like that means that I'm vulnerable. Like I don't want to be that person that's like a little soft, but it takes yeah. so much strength. And again, going back to my mom, she's the most gentle kind human and I feel myself like having some of those traits always having those but pushing them aside I'm like people love like people love to be nurtured people love Mm -hmm. to have that grounding calm presence so if you can bring that to people man you're gonna be like everybody's best friend right Right. it's just so it's so easy for you to just be there and talk to people and if people don't align with your boundaries that's okay right you don't have to be, be their best friend yeah, I can I can tell that you've been doing a lot of work over the last, you know, year or so. And like not to say that you weren't grounded before, you know, but <laughs> like you yeah, I can tell like your spirit is different, you know. Yeah. It's really cool because being a, a holder of space, we need to have that grounded, chill, but powerful energy, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yep. thank you. It's the best compliment ever. I could tell yeah. your spirit has changed. Oh. Yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> you can see it. That's 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 why you can't fake the work. You know, it's like that is true. You can't like there were so many times where I was acting like I was mm-hmm. doing the work and I wasn't, and people could see. They're like, you're acting all you know holier than thou, but you're not. You're not doing it you know <laughs> oh yeah yeah you know yeah. you know on social media you're like oh okay is that person just taking a video of them doing mm-hmm. this or is that person really slowing down and embodying it again i think for both mm-hmm. of us especially now that's a really strong value i'm not going to sit here and talk about slowing down if i'm just like still working out and saying and tracking my macros and like scrolling on social media and complaining and dysregulated it's like that's not fair yeah it really is. It really is chasing dopamine. Oh, like yeah. there's a certain feeling that you're getting from everything, whether it's working out, the macros, social media, cleaning excessively, whatever, whatever it is that you're doing. It's like you're you're chasing dopamine. You're chasing yeah. that that feeling of yeah, just feeling good. And it can be difficult to tap into that presence because we're actually withdrawing then from the dopamine that we're used mm. to getting from everything, you know? And that's why being still can be uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I think in long-term, right, it's the most comfortable place. It's kind of like, it's like an oxymoron. It's like, there's a little bit of, there really is that like resistance and that uncomfortable stage where you're like, oh, right? I'm like forcing myself to do this. This is so uncomfortable. Like still all right your phone's on it's like calling your name to come but you just have to push push like how that's why i talk about strength right strength is so much more than just physical strength because especially when that you transition it takes so much strength to be like all right right i'm i'm gonna stay in this line right i'm gonna move forward i'm gonna continue to slow down and once you get there still take strength but but not as much (laughs) right yeah all right, so we are at an hour, so I do want to um, I do want to wrap this up, and so I just want to ask, what are some actionable steps or advice that you would give to my listeners who are inspired to incorporate more slowness into their lives? Yes, great question. I'll try and like keep this speedy. So we talked about moving slow. That is a beautiful place to start because I think again we're all. We, it, it's easier for us to tackle that physical side, which is exactly why when we started our journeys, right, we started with the physical side. So become aware of when you're moving quickly and just try and slow down. Typically when you're cleaning or you're walking places, you're trying to get shit done, just slow your movement a little bit. Um, another one is nail down that morning routine. It can look differently every morning, but set yourself, depending on your schedule, at least 30 minutes to wake up calmly, slowly, induce do some type of internal work whether it's breath work meditation usually guided meditation is a little bit easier to start with Um, journaling again usually prompts are easier so you can use those two prompts that i said today i feel or today i need today i don't need or today my intention is Um, walk on your lunch break so 
meditation walking is something I'll tell my clients a lot. Meditation walking is not like closing your eyes and walking because that would be chaos, but it's more about using your senses. So when you're walking, either keep your phone in your pocket, especially if you're a female. I don't I don't recommend going no phone. Uh, if you do go no phone, great, but focus on what you're smelling. So when you focus on your senses, it's going to take you into that state of presence. So think about like when you're walking, what are you smelling around you? Name like three, five senses. And if you have a kid, this is really fun to do with a kid. Then what are you feeling, right? What's the ground feel like under your feet? Go touch some things like what's that flower smell like? What does it feel like? Right. You'd be surprised when you really focus on your environment it also brings a lot of gratitude. And this is something you don't have to do when you're walking. You can do it if you're feeling overwhelmed. Right. I believe it's uh, called the five senses. It's like an actual um, technique that a lot of therapists use with their their clients. And so you can just start naming things and smelling things and using that. Uh, and then a last one that actually two more. Inner child. Right. Inner child expressing your inner child so one question i love to ask my question clients is what did you used to love to do as a kid because this is what gets you into that complete mm. happiness present state it might be rollerblading biking for me it was painting it could be sewing um you know just rolling around in the grass is the most fun thing to do as an adult just being in nature and just letting go completely like walking around barefoot and then lastly, uh, limit your caffeine. So I actually went completely caffeine-free like seven months ago, and it's really, really helped my morning anxiety. I don't get that jittery feeling or that feeling of like fake productivity of like, oh, I got to get this done and, you know, finish this quickly. So it's really helped me slow down. And there'll be special occasions where I'm like, all right, let me get like a one shot of espresso and, and tune into this. So those are some tactics that I would start with. And again, you don't have to do them all at one time, but just kind of like pick and choose what feels the most comfortable for you to, to start with. Love that. No caffeine for seven months. I think it's been or, actually eight, 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 nine months. I, I did it because I went through a, a uh, elimination diet, like a hardcore one to help heal my gut. And ever since then, I'm like, I just, there, that first week is really awful. I almost passed out working out. I was so tired. But after I realized, like, I have so much more energy in the afternoon. Yeah. I don't have that slump. And then if I do really want to go to a coffee shop and, like, get into my creative space, I'll just have a probably, like, 50 grams of caffeine. Yeah, just a little then, something. Yeah, like, once, once a week. And it hits. Yeah. It hits. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I was going to say, and then it's that much more effective. You know, exactly because your yep. body's not, yeah, you're not like tolerant to it. Um, one thing I wanted to to say when you were talking about meditation walks, um, I went to a treatment center and we did a 15 minute, they call it a mindfulness walk, 15 mm. minute mindfulness walk every single morning. And that was extremely impactful. Like you would go and you know, there's, you're in a rehab. So there's 40 people with you and we just walk in a line and not say a single word and just go walk around the property and touch, you know, you could touch, you could touch things and, and you could um, smell things, that. but you can't like talk, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was super cool. This has been an amazing conversation. I'm really glad that we, yeah. that we did this. Um, as far as my listener um, connecting with you, what would be the best way to connect with you and kind of maybe a little bit about your coaching? Um, yeah, and just whatever else yeah. you want to say. Awesome. Um, first of all, thank you so much. This was an amazing conversation. I think we could talk all day. Um, <laughs> I would say just hit me up on Instagram. I just recently changed it from body by bond to strength by bond because I feel like. So at Strength by Bond, I feel like that really um, speaks to my transition. Um, so yeah, my coaching, we help a lot of performance-based athletes, but athletes who are looking for more than just a macro-based plan or a training program. And they really want, they're at a point where they want more. They want to embody what we call true strength. 
um, which is more than just that physical side, right? It's that mental side, that emotional side, that spiritual side. So while we do focus on a lot of nutrition and training, right, we offer so much more than that. And we've had clients leave their jobs, leave unfulfilling relationships, just like me, like feel like a completely new human through tapping into more inner child and play and freedom. So we have a specific method that takes you through these things at different phases. So you'll have a phase where focusing on building that physical side, a stage where we build up your foundation and focus on these habits, and then a stage where we get to play more and have more freedom and intuitive eat. So it's a really unique approach that I created because it's something that I followed constantly throughout my life, right? Just understanding there's different phases to, to these things. Right. I love that. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really happy that coaching is going kind of starting to go that yes. direction of more like, you know, coaching people to create healthy habits in their lives to really work on the inner issues that are the real problem. Whereas the solution isn't always just macros and a workout plan, you know, okay. which I hated, which I always hated that. I was never that coach that did that. I was always the super, just like, you know, not organized, didn't have a plan, just kind of like, yeah. you know, I'm just here to, you know, support you and here, yeah, I'll give you this tough. workout. I'll give you this workout if you want, but like, really, I'm just, I'm here to, to really be side by side with you and, and mentor you in life. And yeah. that's going to help you to, you know, get the physique that you want just by having that support, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, cool. Right on. Yeah. This is, this is amazing. Awesome. I appreciate <laughs> um, it, Brian. Yeah, of course. No problem. Um, sweet guys. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, once again, if you hear anything in the show that impacts you, please do us a favor and share it with a friend or a loved one. Um, I need you guys help to share this message and create a, a space where people can share their stories and talk about some of the things that, that we're talking about. Um, yeah. If you want to connect with Emma, I will put her information in the show notes and yeah, that's it. Thank, Thank you. Guys. you. Bye.